listeners, welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. Doesn't it seem like each episode is just better and more exciting than the last one? I, uh, today, that's absolutely true because I'm going to be joined by, by a friend and just a dear brother in the faith, Dr. Kevin Jones. Dr. Kevin Jones is up at the Cedarville University. Is that how you say that? Is it the? Yes, sir. You got it. You got it right. Yes, sir. Is that true with you know. every university in Ohio that you have to say the first? Well, you know what? I can only speak on behalf of Cedarville University. So you know what? Yes, it, it, it's applicable for for us here. Always, my friend. I, right, I always, always thought it was funny that it's not Ohio State University. It's the Ohio State University. I'm and I don't know you. any other school that has that, but I think you should adapt that for Cedarville. You know, you know we're, we're in the process of doing that right now. The only thing is, you know, uh, pe- people up at the Ohio State University, they, they get a little fickled. Anytime they hear the word the in front of any other university. So we're working on that. Okay. Well, see, but this is, here's what I'm going to do. I'll give you this loophole. You can play, pitch this as you pitch. Yeah, the give the. me the loophole, brother. Not, not T-H-E. Yeah. Let's make it T-H-E-E. We'll go a little King go. James with that the. And that keeps, it's a Christian the. It's, there you go. Right. It's the. The thou. Uh, the thou. University. Cedarville University. The there you thou. go. That's hilarious. So yeah. how long have you been at Cedarville now? It's been a couple of years, hasn't it? Yeah, you know what? See, 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 Chuck, you're thinking in COVID years right now. See, this is just the beginning <laughs> of my second year, right? <laughs> Man, time, time is all messed up. <laughs> it's it's the beginning of my second year, Chuck. But it, it has been, it's it's the beginning of, of year two for me. And it's, it was a fabulous first year, you know, all kidding aside, great faculty here, great staff under the, under good leadership of the president, the board of trustees, man, it, it's been, it's been fabulous being here. Well, yeah. man, they are blessed to have you also on behalf of them, which is, I'm not a part of them, but on behalf of them, thank you for being there. You hey, make it a you. better place. You really do. Hey, now I've got great, I have a lot of friends who attended Cedarville. I grew yeah. up in New Jersey. And so we had a lot of people from my school who went to Messiah College and Cedarville yeah. and other yeah. Christian colleges in the North and the Northeast. Cedarville's uh-huh. got a great reputation. Uh, hey, tell me about sports there. Do you guys have any sports teams going on? Yes, 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 yes. We have great sports teams. You know, as a matter of fact, uh, one, one of the things I just recently, one of the requests I put out for some of our student workers was, hey, gather for me, you know, all of our student athletes just in the School of Education who compete in spring and in fall sports. And we have a ton of, not a ton, we have many softball, uh, even though it's a fall sport, we have basketball, volleyball players that are just doing a track and field, that are doing a great job. I was just at a at a game this past weekend, my, my kids and I went and we took on Kentucky Westland uh, here at Cedarville University. I had, you know, had, yeah. had some mutual affection uh, for about 30 seconds going on. And then my heart <laughs> went straight to Cedarville. Uh, and our girls did a, did a great job of, uh, of cleaning up Kentucky Westland. Uh, like my president often says, let's dominate them in the name of Jesus. And so <laughs> I love the sports programs here. Absolutely love it. It's good. It's fun. Like that's, that's one of the things that make this college unique. And, you know, is that, you know, the emphasis over over theology and the doctrine and orthodoxy, mm. like it's just a, a continual outpoint of that. But then our students are also just like phenomenal athletes mm. and phenomenal actors and actresses and artists and doing some other really, really good and neat things here, man. So Well, we're going to yeah. have to talk in a couple of years. So my, okay. my oldest son, my third uh-huh. child, but my oldest uh-huh. son is 15. He's a sophomore in high school. Soccer, soccer player, right? cross yeah. country. Yeah. He's yeah. he's looking for a place to go. So maybe we need to talk. But that's well, another that's another podcast. I, w- I would hate to plug Cedarville University right now, but since the, since the opportunity has presented itself, <laughs> we, 
we'll, we'll just <laughs> we'll just break him up. We'll just break him up for a visit, and he can Let's he can hang that. out with my family and I. We can we can take him and play soccer and do whatever else we uh, need to do to to win his would, heart over. We would have yeah. a big time, listeners. Yeah. You you may recognize Kevin Jones, his voice, if you are a user of the Gospel Project for Kids. Kevin is featured in the Gospel Project videos where he hosts and answers questions from kids, where kids can submit their questions, and uh, and then Pastor Kevin answers those questions. Tell us a little bit about what's it been like for you to be that person and field those questions for the Gospel Project. Well, you know, first, Chuck, you know, thank you. Thank you, Lifeway, really, for giving me an opportunity to to just dive in and uh, and answer those questions and really seeing a vision and a fit for me to be able to do that, to serve the local church, to serve the local body and the global body uh, and actually answering those questions. So in short, it is it's fabulous. You know, I mentioned earlier that, you know, we have an, have an opportunity to work with really, really good people. Uh, you know, so the guys here, Chad in particular, Chad Jackson, just overseeing the facilitation of that project, man, he does a good job. He's he has again, not only does he record and do things like that well and help set up great scenes, but then he's like he's a practical theologian. Right. So he's there helping me think through the questions as well. So it's fun. I will tell you this. Uh, it's a little nerve wracking sometimes. Right. Because I'm trying to like hit hit those spectrums of seeing the kids in my mind. Like there's there's a there's a five year old unbelieving kid who I'm talking to. And then there's a 10 year old believing kid that I'm talking to as well. And just trying to fill out like the rural classrooms that are using this and the urban context. Yeah, that are using yeah. this. So trying it's to work a big through audience. that. So it's a big, big audience, broad, but it's yeah. fun. It's fun. And kids ask tough questions sometimes, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Like who is God? I'm like, Oh Lord, I mean, <laughs> literally. Simple, oh Lord, help simple me. question, but a hard one to answer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. So they, it's, it's fun. It is really fun. And I'm having a well, blast doing it. And I'm so, we're so glad to have you be a part of that resource. And, and you've been a great friend to Lifeway Kids in many areas. I know that you've been a part mm-hmm. of different um, advisory discussions with us on things for new things coming up, for things that we've brought out in the past. And we're just thrilled mm-hmm. to have such a great friendship with you. So thank you for that. And thanks for yes, being sir. here today. So we're going to yes, talk today about something that is that is uh, been on my heart and I know yours as well. Something that that's yeah. really important for us as kids ministry leaders is helping our kids find their identity in Christ. And we we live yeah. in a culture where where the world wants to tell kids who it wants them to be and and who it wants them to be is not a godly follower of Jesus. Right. And so kids struggle with identity and we we're in our culture and now there's 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 Kids who are questioning their gender identity, what sort of person are they going to be? What are they going to believe or not believe? Uh, and, and so we we have such a unique opportunity as ministry leaders to speak this truth over our kids that who they are really is based on who Jesus is. So let's unpack that a little bit. How? What's your take on what the world thinks our kids should be and what it want? How it influences them to not live for Jesus? Yeah, that's what that's one of those Lifeway video for kids questions right there. You know, <laughs> Kevin, who is God? What is, <laughs> you know, what, one of those simple but really, really complex uh, questions. Right. So I think the world historically uh, has wanted our hearts to be postured away from God. Hmm. 
right? Just just historically, you know, and I think, and I say historically, I won't take us all the way back to Genesis chapter three or Genesis chapter 11, right? Where, where man is in a sense, you know, more concerned about himself or herself than the being of of God and God as creator. We're like, hey, what, what can we do? And that's just a continual outpouring. And I think with the advancement of technology and access to resource, it's just an outpouring uh, of those things right now. So when I think about what the world wants us to be, I think, hey, the world wants us to be everything in opposition to what Christ calls mm. us to be, right? So we, we can look at many passages, right? We can think about the fruit of the spirit and all those things that, that, that Paul lists there. The world is like, nope, you don't need to be those things. You ought to be self-absorbed, not, you know, not, not self-sacrificing. We can look at, at Colossians as well, right? Uh, chapter three, verses 12 to 17. And, mm-hmm. and Paul is working through compassionate and kind-hearted and, you know, and holy and righteous. So where the scripture is saying, be holy and righteous, the world is saying, no, unrighteousness is a good thing. Being filthy is a good thing. Being sexually provocative or exploring whatever you want to, all those, all those things are good things. Where, you know, the word is telling us it should all be about you. Be a hedonist, right? Just, just think right. about you and yourself all day long. You know, you about sports, you about music, and the scripture is saying, nah, you know, we ought to be serving for, you know, the, the betterment of other people. So that's, that's what the word is telling us, brother. It, it is. And it's, it's, uh, it has us. Now, in a sense, the church, the big C church is not on its heels, but I think the everyday life of the believer pressing towards the supremacy of Christ yes. kind of has us on the heels a little bit. But we have to be perked and, uh, and ready to attack with the scripture. So and, that, and our kids are not exempt from that. You know, that these, these, these pressures don't start when you turn to an adult. Uh, yeah. Our kids are already feeling the pressures of culture, whether it's mm-hmm. in school or whether it's in the TV shows, movies and music that they're exposed to, friendships that they have. The world wants, it wants to tell you that you are the center. Right. It's, yeah. all, it's all about you and everything revolves around around you. You can be who you want to be. You can define yeah. yourself. You can have your own truth or your own interpretation of God's truth. And that is so contrary to the solid doctrine of the word of God that really who we are is Man. not about us. We had a great Kevin. I know that you have uh, enjoy having really good spiritual conversations with your kids uh, mm-hmm. and, and having discussions and conversations. We had a, just a great conversation around our dinner table a few nights ago, and we were talking about sin. And yeah. as we talked about it, I said, you know, guys, as we as we unpack this, isn't it true that really all sin starts with self? Yeah. It's, uh, I want to, I want to elevate myself. I want to please mm-hmm. myself. I want to serve myself. And Satan feeds that to us, yeah. that yeah. it should be about me and what I think or what I feel or what I, whatever want. Right. And, and he feeds those selfish things yeah. and being like Jesus is really all about dying to self. And that was a great point of discussion for us that, that the, the tyranny or the sinfulness of serving yourself. Yeah. Yeah. What's what I love to hear you say is me and my family were talking about these things, you know, it just, oh, it makes my heart (laughs) so excited. You know, me and my family have been going through Tony Evans family devotion. Mm. And I think last week we were looking at worship and this week we were looking at fear and last week, just talking through 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 that devotion uh, written by Tony Evans and his son, I can't remember which son, but by his son, 
Uh, I just talked about how we ought to be worshiping and adoring a holy uh. and righteous God and not worshiping and adoring ourselves. And it's, yes. that's just unheard of today, you know, for yeah. us to be, to us to have our focus and attention on Christ. Yeah. Well, we, I also know that you've spent some time recently in Ephesians and we were talking <laughs> about, and I've got my Bible open in front of me. We, uh, at our Century Kid camps, uh, we, yeah. we uh, focused on Ephesians 2 uh, last year. Our, our, our theme for VBS mm-hmm. for next year for Spark Studios is based on Ephesians 2.10. We Amen. are his workmanship <laughs> created yes. in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. So we are, we are, we are in this as Lifeway. Yeah. It, but this is a message our kids need to hear, right? Yes. 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 And so I, I got, I have two Bibles open, right? This is what we roll, uh, you right? Beat, you beat you me. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I've only got Tripoli one. Tripoli has a me. song. <laughs> Tripoli has a song, something about locked in whatever with the scripture. No, but it's just the, the beauty of, of, of working through Ephesians. You know, he says that we're dead in our own sins and trespasses, right? That's, that's Ephesians two chapter, you know, verse one. Verse one. Yep. Yeah. 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 And then he goes on in which you previously lived according to the ways of this world. And, you know, one of the questions that I'm often asking in myself, guys that I'm discipling, my old family is like, what are the ways of the world? Hmm. And I do think in some sense, the ways of the world, like there's no sin, you know, that, that, that is actually, that is actually new. All sin is common to man, but I do think there's some ways of the world that are constantly changing. I think Satan is, 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 is constantly the flesh, the world are constantly reinventing ways to posture our hearts away from God. And if we're not careful, we'll fall into the traps and ways of the world, but we must know what the ways of the world are. Some of them, (laughs) <laughs> like you already mentioned, are just the the uh, the idol of sports and the idol of of being just involved and the idol of being busy and finding yes. our identity in those things. Right. So yes, my identity is because I'm a great basketball player. Right. My identity is because uh, I'm, I'm a great cheerleader. My identity is because I'm white or I find my identity in my blackness, like all those things. Yeah. Second, third, fourth, as relates to we first find our identity in Christ and pushing right. away from the ways of the world. So if you're listening out there, your identity is found in Christ, first and foremost. Yeah, and has to be, and has to be. And if it's not, that's where <laughs> everything else falls apart. Right. But when yeah. when our identity is first in Christ, first and foremost, all those other parts of who he made us to be are become yeah. beautiful things. They're, they're yes. offerings. Right. They're 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 ways that we can use gifts and talents and abilities that he's given us, opportunities he's given us to mm-hmm. glorify his name rather than to um, to uh, to seek to to build glory for ourselves. Right. Right. You know, Paul goes on in verse three to say this. We, you know what? This is this feels like a team preaching to me. We're just like going. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's go to church. I love it. <laughs> you know, it's like I remember Kevin Smith and I used to say, "Man, he's like sometimes, you know, a brother's preaching. I just want to like get him a high five, like in a like in a wrestling match, and then tag in, <laughs> tag in, uh, or, yeah, tag in, and then pick up." So, but you know, and, and you know, here's where I think our identity. Well, we have to be very careful as parents. You know, Paul writes openly. Right. We, too, all previously lived among them in our fleshly desires. Wow. Right? That's a confession. I hear Paul saying that, that that is Paul saying, I am a human being thinking before his Damascus Road experience. 
thinking about all those things he mentioned, he mentioned in Philippians chapter three, thinking about one, you know, first Timothy one, Paul is saying, we all, we, we lived in those things. And I think as parents and overseers, pastors, youth workers, anyone who is overseeing and discipling kids mm-hmm. in life, we need to say, we need to not forget that we were once idol worshipers and found our identity in things other than the cross and the shed blood of Jesus Christ. I hear, you know, I'm just trying to constantly remind myself, Kevin, that used to be you. And Paul says, yeah. like, that was us. And because of that, we show grace and mercy to those people. Uh, while we, echoing Jude, do everything we can to snatch them uh, from the pits. Even from the flames. The fire. That's right. Yeah, yes, brother. See, there yep. you go, tagging in. You're, you're it now. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I love, okay, so we're working through Ephesians 2. We hadn't planned this, yeah. but we're working through. Hey, I yeah. think, man, Kevin, you know, the the one of the primary differences between following Jesus and walking with God yeah. is the first two words of verse 4. So mm-hmm. the first three verses of chapter 2 talk about we were dead. You were mm-hmm. in your flesh. Mm-hmm. You were in sin. And then verse 4 starts, but God. Mm-hmm. But God, it's not because we decided to make ourselves better. It's not because we pulled ourselves up by our bootstraps. It's yeah. because we laid down ourselves and down. God took over. It's but God, because of his mercy, because of mm-hmm. his grace. Then it goes on to say, it's by grace you're saved through faith, Amen. not by Amen. works that nobody should boast, right? It's it's only, mm-hmm. it's by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, that we Amen. have standing before God at all. Otherwise, right, we right. would still be back there dead in our sins. Amen. Ooh. Amen. Yeah, that's good news. And yeah, Paul that's echoes, great news. Right, 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 though, right there in that'll those preach. first 10 verses. It, that'll <laughs> preach, brother. That'll <laughs> preach. You were dead. You were disobedient. He says again, you were dead. He reminds us that our desires were bent in, uh, away from him. And then he says, but God, but, but God. God, but God, but God gives us. A new identity. Here, you know, here, here's what through my through my through my just reading of Ephesians two, you know, thinking about dead people and people being huh. dead in idolatrous ways and dead in dead identities, is that dead identities and dead people can't even hear and respond to the word of God. You think about what it means to be dead, right? Yeah. And, I, and Paul did not use words loosely, right? He was a brilliant writer That's under right. the hand of God's sovereignty. We can't can't even hear it. And so oftentimes we find ourselves speaking and talking to people who find their identity in dead things and they actually their ears are clogged and stopped up. So I'm often praying, Lord, as I'm speaking to this person, as I'm engaging them, do a few things for me, Father. First, unclog their ears, remove the veil from their eyes, but then soften their hearts, hearts also so that they can hear the beauty and the majesty of the word in which we're engaging and working through right now. So they know a few things. You know, number one, yes, I may be attacking their false identity, but two, the identity that I'm trying to offer them is actually better than the one they're living in and seeking right now because all those false, fake identities always let us down, always let us down. Chuck, you and I know this. We can look back on any anything, any place, any group or any organization that we have found our identities before we knew Christ and say, man, that thing had me a mess. My life was a mess and that was worth nothing. And that's what we need to constantly remind ourselves and the people that we lead and teach. 
That's right. And our kids, we need to remind our kids where their value comes from, right? Because like you had said, we've, we've talked about the idea of sports, but there are so many ways that in places that we can, we can look to be validated for who we are, for what we're good at, for who likes us, who affirms us. And Satan will throw at us false value through empty things to distract us from finding our true identity where it really belongs, which is in Christ. And and so our kids are looking for validation. Our kids are looking for somebody to say, hey, you're special. Hey, you're valuable. Hey, you're good or you're impressive or you're whatever it is. They want to be noticed. They want to be seen. They're looking for an identity. And if we don't show them, if we don't hold up that mirror of Jesus and say, you are Mm -hmm. made in the image of God, you're the workmanship of God. You're a special, beautiful creation. He had a plan for you since Mm -hmm. before you were born. Right, that yeah, he planned yeah. from the from the foundations for you, for good good works he has for you to do, and those good <laughs> works don't save you, but those good works are something that he will do through you as part oh, of man. his plan. Whew. You you talked about a few seconds ago about we were dead. That's verse yeah. one, right? And then I threw out but God from verse four, yeah. and really yeah, yeah. that that's the end of that sentence. If you just take the first part of verse one and then that chunk in verse four and the beginning of verse five. You were dead, but God made us yeah. alive. He <laughs> made us alive. Once we yeah. are have been made alive, now we can hear. Now we can right. think. Now we That's can right. search and seek and serve and do Amen. all those things that he's made us to do and find our real identity. Amen. And you know what we find in that real identity? A couple of things. You know this, but I, I just love talking to him since we're just working our way through Ephesians 2 uh, by accident under the sovereign will of God because he has his will and we have ours. And he's like, I will you all do this today. So praise God for this. Right. Amen. But he's, he says. The immeasurable riches. Right. So we're looking at mm-hmm. verse seven so that in the coming ages, he might display the immeasurable riches of his grace through his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. I mean, oftentimes I'm thinking about the immeasurable riches we get when we realize that our identity is under God's lordship and his sonship, Hmm. right? So so oftentimes we neglect the abundance of riches through the shed blood of Jesus Christ because Satan is our father and our desires are something other than what God has laid out for Mm -hmm. us. His riches are immeasurable and his grace is immeasurable. Now, listen, you know, we, we teach kids. You're listening. If you're listening, you probably teach kids too. I often think about like trying to teach kids Young, young people, how to measure things, right? So I remember as my time as a first grade teacher, taking out the ruler and having a standard form of measurement and walking through and, you know, I'm, I'm measuring weight or, or liquids or whatever. Like there's a standard form of measurement. And then there's not a scale to measure God's riches. <laughs> that makes my heart glad. You can't measure his riches. And then I'll say this, because we keep jumping here, but let's go on and just jump to verse 10. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. And our identity is pushing forward the good work of Jesus Christ. And I think as we think through our identity, we should be asking ourselves a question. How are the things that I'm finding my identity in pushing towards good work for other people, Mm -hmm. for the body of Christ, for believers, and also in front of and for an unbelieving world that is watching us? Mm. Yeah. 
I like to tell my kids, my, my own kids, but in the kids that I teach in ministry at camps and at church, you were made on purpose and for purpose. The mm-hmm. world will tell you that you are an accident. You're an accident of nature by some evolutionary process. You have no meaning. You have no purpose. You have no value. But God says something different. You yeah. were designed. You are a special, unique creation. You were made by him to be yeah. like him and to do good for him and for his people, mm-hmm. to know him and to make him known. Our kids need to know that. And if we if we teach them Bible story after Bible story, but we never communicate clearly to them, look them in the eye and say, guys, I don't care what the world says. You are not an accident. You were a special creation of God made on purpose by him as who you are, how you are, where you are, even when you are in history. He He made you how you are for such a time as this to serve him here and now. Our kids have to know that. Amen and amen. Now, now the second, the second chunk of of Ephesians, we, we kind of made our way up to verse 10. We're yeah. still looking at verses 11 to 18. We see Paul telling us, hey, at once you were, there was this wall of hostility built up. At one time, you, you know, you were Jew, you were Gentile. Now all things, and he echoes it again in Galatians 3.28, all things have been made new, all things have been made one in me. We are unity. one in me. That's right. There you go. The yep. unity we find is in Christ. So oftentimes, I think people find a more common identity in motorcycle clubs, affiliation with professional or collegiate sports teams. I'm just thinking about my adults here, right? Yeah. Affiliation with with your with your with your dance team friends in fifth grade or eighth grade or with your neighborhood homeowners association, you find sometimes we find more identity in those things than we do in the things that are of any substance at all. And that is the shed blood of Jesus Christ. At one time, he says, you were excluded from citizenship of heaven and foreigners to the covenant of promises without hope and without God. And there were those, all these things that were left without and all these things that these false identities and that these idols leave us still hungry for. We are excluded from citizenship in heaven. Mm. We were, rather, we were. And, right. and, and foreigners excluded from the promises without hope in the world. And, and all these all these things give us is they still leave us without hope. You know, you win it, 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 it we, we hear, you know, young student athletes, older student athletes, professional actors and actresses say it all the time. I won the award. I have the money. I have the fame. There's still a hole. Yeah. We talk to broke people, financially broke people. We're all broken people. <laughs> That's right. You know, uh, who, who seem like they should have absolutely no hope and are not connected to anything. And they say, I am a member of a solid Bible teaching, preaching church. I yep. love my small group. I love the people in the body of Christ. And I feel whole and full mm. and everything will be okay. That's why we need to find our hope in Christ. That's why our identity needs to be in him, because everything else loses, fails, and falls apart. Yes. Yes. And our identity is is so tied up in who God is. So as we get to know more about who he is, we learn more about who he made us to be because we're made in his image and in his likeness. And so when we realize that he is good 
we can do good. When we realize that he is holy, we can live lives that are set apart. And I think that's such a hard thing for our kids is so many of them struggle with that desire to want to fit in where really our faith demands that we be people who stand out. And that can be a tough thing uh, for, yeah. for kids to, to, um, to live through. It's, you know, it's it, when you stick out, that's not always popular, right? That can be hard to do when you're different, but that's who, what God gives us the strength to do is to live, live for him as a light in a dark world. Amen. And I think the more brother that, that we as leaders remind our kids simply of what the scripture has called people to, and that they are not the first to have to live a life by themselves are the first to only have a couple of people to work and to walk with them and to stand with them. When we, when we look through the corridor of scripture, there's, there's just always just, just a handful. There's a remnant, right? Out of the thousands, the Lord says, hey, you know, yeah. 7,000 haven't bowed a knee to Baal. And we see in the Old Testament, the prophets, whether it be Hosea or Zephaniah or Malachi, those guys, it's like them against the world, you know, yeah. they're, they're, they're yeah. trying to profess God's truth. And I think if we if we paint the picture for our kids that the, like it, for something other that the road is narrow and we make them think that the road is broad yes. uh, for people coming to Christ, we're going to mislead them. We, we need to have them rep, rep, uh, ready and prepped for walking this life of, uh, of aloneness in some yes. sense, you know, where there only may be a couple of people rolling with you, but preparing them in the hearts and mind to say, I am with Christ. And listen, mm. this is the conversation we have with our kids. <laughs> you know, Kevin, they go to school, they play soccer. Now our kids are in the thick of soccer season right now. It's been a blast. Let me let me digress one moment to our soccer season. It's been fun. I, I'm coaching uh, boys uh, boys and girls 11 and under with one of our Bible faculty, Dr. Jeremy Kimball, and uh, it has been a blast. Here, here's here's the thing with Jeremy and I, Dr. Kimball and I. Our intensity level is really high. Our knowledge of soccer is really it's low. Really low. <laughs> I saw that coming. <laughs> but we are having a blast, right? We're having a blast coaching soccer. But but here's the thing, thinking about like send, sending Kevin out of the home and sending him to practice and sending him to other places, we're often telling him, we don't care what other people are doing and saying. You are a son of this house. Yes. And here's how you're required to act. Here's how you're required to act. And I think we need to remind our kids you can expect for most people to be in opposition to the things of Christ. You still need to be ready to stay. And then come back to me and tell me how things were. That's why family devotion is so important. That's why morning devotion is so important. And afternoon car talks are so important. And afternoon talks after school is so important. And praying with our kids in the evening is so important so that they have a chance and opportunity to decompress and say, guess what happened today in the lunchroom line? You know, I was I was praying and they were mocking me. We need to, hey, hey, let's remember, Jesus was mocked too. Let me remind you just to hold fast, hold fast so we can encourage our kids hmm. in those things. Great word, great word. And you, this, we've, again, we've uh, circled around this, but it's worth saying directly. Our, uh, although there is a sense of loneliness and, and mm -hmm. we talk about that word holy, which is, means to be set apart, which we are. We're supposed to be different. We are strangers and aliens in this world. Our mm -hmm. citizenship is where it wasn't. We weren't 
we were foreigners, we were strangers. Now we are <laughs> citizens of heaven. Now Man. we belong to the king and we are a child of the king. We are not, we are not meant to belong here. We are, right. we are passing through. And yeah. our kids need to know that although that can feel lonely, they need to yeah. know that we are walking it too. And that we are walking, we are walking it, it together. They need to know that, that we as ministry leaders have yeah. felt those feelings. We have yeah. been the ones who have been different and we know that, but we are different together. And when Amen. we know that, when we can <laughs> see, when we can lead by example, not just by our words, but, but we can live it in front of our kids. They need to hear about my experience at, at the right. office or at the, at the dentist or at the store or wherever I am. <laughs> Just like we need to listen to them, we need to tell them our own, our own stories of how we are living set-apart lives as well. It's, I like to say, we can't, it's not enough to say it, we have to display it. We can't just right. know it, we have to show it. We can't just talk it, we have to walk it. We're good yeah. as adults, we're, we're very good as adults at telling our kids what they should do. <laughs> because I said so, rather than because I do this too. And I think that's a great thing for us to do. Dr. Kevin yeah. Jones, thank you so much for being here today. We're going to we're going to wrap up this episode and then let's hop over and let's record another one for a future time. Thank you Dr. Jones for being with hey. with us today. Hey, thank you so much uh brother for having me. It's been fun to remind all of us that we are citizens of heaven and that we should find our identity in him. Can I have 13 more seconds to say this one Go. thing? Go. Go. In conclusion of Ephesians chapter 2, Paul reminds the reader that you know, Christ is the cornerstone and this whole building is being constructed and put together. And I think it's good for us to remind our young, our young people, they're a little corn, they're little bricks all over the globe mm. being put together where, where people are finding their identity in Christ. We won't even see it until we get to heaven. So it's not it's not this small thing, it's this huge thing being mm. built up. It's huge, beautiful temple, far more beautiful than any sports arena or field or office space being built up as a holy sacrifice to God. That right there is where we find our identity. So, man, it's good talking to you about being a citizen in heaven. Amen. Amen. Listeners, thank you. We I know that you love this episode. So listen to it again. Share it with a friend. Surely you know a mom or a dad or a caregiver or another leader, a volunteer in your ministry, somebody serving in another church who needs to be encouraged by our conversation today. I want to invite you to hop over to kidsministry101.com. That's the home of our podcast put on by the Lifeway Kids team, where you can find this episode, mix it easy to share links and episodes with other people. And you can also find our archive where you can go back through all the sessions that we've had and find others from Dr. Jones and some other great friends as we seek to encourage, inspire, and equip you through the podcast. So thank you, Dr. Jones, again, for being here today, man. I love you, brother. I'm so, I love, love too, talking man. with you and I, and I'm so glad you're here today. Listeners, thank you. We love you too. We want to stand with you. Uh, you may feel lonely in your ministry, but know that you are not alone, alone. We're here with you. Amen. Thank you for listening today. And we'll see you back again soon for another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast.